Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the GameSpot After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Tomo Sain, and I'm joined, as always, by Jean-Luc Seipke. Howdy-do, gamers. Jean-Luc, I want, to, I want you to know that, for some reason, the way my mouth works, it always wants to replace the C in your first name with the P. For some reason, I want, my, my brain always Jean- goes Jean-Luc Jean Seipke. <laughs> yeah, Jean-Luc. I have to, like, I have to slow down when I say your full name. <laughs> Um, and it only happens when I have when I say your surname as well. Mm. If I'm just saying Jean Luc, it's all good. But when I say Saiki, then it's like, no, this is Jean Loup. Okay. That's a new one. That's a new Jean-Loup. one. Jean Loup for me. Yeah. Um, also joining us is uh, Lucy James. Hello. I was way too um, much energy for a Wednesday was, morning, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, keep it down, please. Uh, okay. And sorry. of course. Uh, as always, we have Jordan Remy. What uh, you know the the reason we have more energy, Lucy. Well, at least for John Luke and I, is because we're recording this at ten a.m. as opposed to like eight thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. Mm. Um, I also have more energy because I fell asleep last night at ten thirty, and I woke up at like eight fifteen, eight thirty. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I slept sleep. so much, but it was good. I'm, I'm, are you I'm rubbing it in Tam's face? <laughs> sleep tigers. Oh shit! Sorry, Tam. <laughs> I have had no I stole sleep, your so. sleep. I stole your sleep. I, I did that on uh, was it Monday? Because uh, uh, internet Comcast went out in the entire Bay Area at except like ten Tam. o'clock, except for well, because Tam because he pays for shitty yeah. internet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. finally. Who's, la- who's laughing now? <laughs> but uh, it it went. The internet was all gone. We're like, oh, it's ten. It's ten. What do we do? And we're like, let's just go to sleep. Why don't we just go to bed? And it was great. So, I love that the entirety of like gaming Twitter in the Bay yeah. Area specifically was like online, being like, man, maybe I should like read a book or something. Like this is what Touch finally convinces grass. us to stop playing video games and like do something like productive. So I w- so my my entire life is just moved in the middle of getting furniture. And on Monday, my TV unit arrived and I went to Japantown. I went for dinner. I picked up a couple of things and I came back and I was like, okay, it's a Monday night. I'm going to build this TV unit and sort of like settle in. Um, and it took me a while because I also got my booster and my booster meant that my arm was pretty dead. So I basically built it one, one armed and I was quite proud of it. About 10 o'clock, I was hooking my consoles up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to finally finished guardians of the galaxy and i plugged it in and no shit that's when all the internet died and i was like well i guess i'll go to bed in like just pure spite i went to bed and i was like i'll because i was gonna like just hook them up leave everything updating and stuff overnight no and then yeah because it was out for a good hour not sure. way longer yeah, like two uh, uh, two hours. Something oh, like was that. it? Finally, oh, shit. having Sonic internet pays off. You get dog shit speeds, but when the rest of the city is is down, <laughs> I was I was streaming at the time. <laughs> I got like I got like three messages from people being like, "How are you still streaming?" I'm like, I was replying like, "Ha Sonic internet, baby, AT and So like the thing is as well is like being back in the UK for six months. I I didn't bother to get a new phone. 
I've been I've been using like my American phone, but I had I had this travel booster, but it meant that I had to be really careful with the amount of data that I used. So I turned off mobile data for like everything video. And then I got here and it was Monday night and I was like, well, oh, I actually have mobile data in this country that's not going to cost me like an arm and a leg. So I guess I could just watch something. But then it was just it was just on the tiny screen and I was like, no, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to read. And then yeah. I got depressed because that's what our life is now. It's it's required. It requires an video games and depression. Damn. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> there's the episode title. Video games uh, and depression. Yep. There you have it. I mean, like, I I think I think it's fine. Just just let us live. Let's let us live our online lives. That's what we're all about. I mean, the um, worst the worst thing for me is the fact that like when you think about it really like the fact that everyone has a kindle and it's oh i could just read something but i have to recharge my book just is if you had to explain that to me when i was a kid i'd be like that just sounds like a terrifying existence <laughs> the future sucks <laughs> future sucks you know what doesn't suck video games and we have been playing hella video games so jean luc what have you been up to seems like you've got you've got a few games here a few games. games. Uh, although two of them, so I've been messing around with. Uh, I, I played Forza for like an hour last night, um, so I'm not really that much into it. It's also my first Forza game, so maybe everything I'm about to say is like obvious to Forza fans. But I was just that game's just fun. That game just wants you to have a fun time. Like you load it up, and immediately it's just a cutscene where you're. Uh, car fall like drops out of a plane and then you land oh, on the road yeah. and then it's just like you're driving now and you just go and then you're like this is great and then it's like all right now you're driving a different car and now you're in a sandstorm and now you're in like a super cool race and the plane is like flying above you as you're racing super fast and you're gonna hit the finish line and you're like oh man this it just is like have have fun hey remember when video games were about fun here you go here's some here's some fun here's, here's just some fun <laughs> i am i'm like I've always really wanted to play more Forza Horizon um, because every time I have, I've just had like such a good time with it. It's always just so colorful and the music is always great. And for me, who I can't drive in real life. So the like the mainline Forza series has never appealed to me. But this one is just like, it just always seems like such a unabashedly just bloody fun. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It, Ironically, it, it's, it's, it's a lot like Mario Kart. For people who don't like mm. the classic, it gives me the same yeah. energy as Mario Kart. It's like I don't have to, I don't have to mess around with trying to yeah. trying to be like simulation. I'm just gonna drive. No, into the wall. although but you can does, if you want to. Yeah, it like does you can shit. actually go in and tune the car. Yeah, we we mm. found the. I'm still learning the menus, and we like found like the tuning menu, and we're like, oh, we're not supposed to be here because it had like different what like mechanic settings and you can like save mechanical loadouts for individual car tunings and i'm like hold on game this is not oh, i shouldn't hang on. i shouldn't be here i was just trying to apply a miku vinyl to my car let me go back <laughs> that's i'm just a weeb do. i'm not a driver <laughs> i want to i want to just drive around in anime cars because i saw you can I do think, that i think it is I available saw, i game saw andy cortez um, post a picture of like a new car that he got and he like it, it's this tiny little pink car and then he like swung the camera around and it was just Kirby and I was like okay oh, now yeah. I'm in <laughs> now I'm in yeah I've like dipped in and out of like the older Horizon games um, 
I thought the one that I would like is the one set in, you know, the UK. But I was like, oh, this, is, this is very dreary. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, That's I'm my secret to, cap. To the UK the is dreary. Yeah, so I'm excited to check out this new one. Carry on. Uh, oh, no, yeah. I mean, uh, I was just going to say, like, kind of leading into that, I this is what I've seen so far, like, I really like the, the setting of Mexico. Like, I mean, it, it looks absolutely beautiful and like i'm still because i only played in an hour i'm i'm stuck in that like starter area where it's like you know just kind of desert but um i like was watching videos and i've seen all the different like biomes they offer and it just looks like there's a a lot of variety so yeah i'm i am pumped to play more uh play more horizon yeah. um has anyone else been playing it a oh, little I've bit been, i've been losing my shit with horizon i Ooh. i i love i didn't really like horizon uh for the uk one for wow. the reasons wow. that we just said i wow. it was wow. just one of those where i'm like horizon is like super exciting and vibrant and colorful and <laughs> like everyone's of, screaming the all the time the and like <laughs> that's just not what the uk was in comparison to a place like australia or mexico um so i'm i'm enjoying uh horizon 5 especially just because like they've constructed each one of their quote unquote campaigns in a way where it's like, oh, if you just want to focus on dirt racing, you can just focus on dirt racing. Do you just want to do street racing? Do you just want to do road racing? Do you just want to do cross country? And you can just like do whatever you want to do. And if you just keep doing that, you'll keep unlocking more races like that. And you'll be able to just keep doing that. So I can just ignore street races which are my least favorite uh, competition just because I'm not good at uh, drift turning at all. Um, but it's like you don't have to drift on dirt because dirt slows down your car and it makes turning so much easier. And I'm like, and I can just keep doing this endlessly forever and the game will just keep giving me races. I'm sure at some point it'll cap off, but until that point, I can just have the time of my life. Wish the soundtrack was a little bit better. It gets a little bit repetitive after mm. three-ish you- hours. With Can the you game, just play your own soundtrack. Yeah, like I'm just now at the point where I'm like just listening to my own music playing the game. But I was kind of hoping that uh, Xbox would have just like dug deep and it's like, yo, let's get a lot of Mexican uh, artists on here to record a bunch of original music. And there is like some of that there. It's just not enough. To, I think support mm-hmm. like if you're gonna plan on playing this game for like 15 hours you'll hear like the same songs like oh. each 50 times right so. <laughs> wait so how are you how are you playing your own music are you like you've got Spotify or something going yeah I just have a Spotify going I heard that there is a way to have the Spotify app going in the game at the same time if you just wanted to play oh. the music over it i have not investigated this though so do not quote me on this this Hmm. is just something that i've heard i've just been like playing it on my own speakers Mm -hmm. while i am playing Mm -hmm. the game but i have heard that this is something that you can do because i feel like you can or at least at least on playstation i remember ps4 you could do that with some Mm -hmm. stuff and so if i if i made this up i remember xbox 360 i would plug my ipod in no, and I feel like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. doing that. So um, that's cool. I, I might, you know, slow day today. I might make some playlists. Might, that's, that, had, playlists. that had all the energy of Patrick Bateman returning some fucking videotapes. I'm sorry. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into Forza Horizon and then fire up a true crime podcast. And see <laughs> <laughs> Just like, and he was stalked in the shadows by the killer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Although, can I um, also, like, just add, and, like, this is a weird, weird thing, Forza Horizon 5, the load screens are, like, three, three and a half seconds long, and so every time it happens, I'm like, this is way too fucking long. Why is this taking <laughs> such a long time? Seconds? Like, of all the games I've played on Xbox, I think Forza is, like, the longest that I've had on oh, but have you load seen... screens in the past year. But it's Three still, seconds? like, so short, but it's not so <laughs> short that I'm noticing it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is how spoiled the past year has made me, that a three-and-a-half-second load screen is, like, this is way too long. D- just, just be just thankful you're not on past yet. I was watching a Digital Foundry <laughs> video, and, like, the opening of the game will, like mm. I said, when, when it has the thing where you jump out of the plane into the road, it seamlessly transitions between the video of, like, your car mm. falling from the plane and the gameplay, that's what happens when you play it on current gen. When you play it on an Xbox One, there's oh, a no. 30 second black screen loading time in between those. Oh. And I'm like, oh, like just that that seamless thing they were trying to set up, gone. So Damn. better than that. It. I'm looking at the soundtrack for Forza Horizon 5 and there's some bangers on here. I saw Johnny yeah, like, Garcia post about it, it, it. There's There's some good music on there. There's just like not enough to satisfy like 15 hours with this game (laughs) see the thing that i am seeing is like there's a couple of songs in each radio station that i'd like can you like combine them into like oh i'll just put all all of these good songs that i like into a good question that i do not know the answer to Mm. i love when games let you do that yeah it doesn't seem like it but yeah i'm gonna play that i'm I'm gonna definitely gonna play that once i've unpacked my xbox and my new apartment very excited. What else have you been checking out? I have briefly also been playing a little bit of Call of Duty. Uh, however, I've only been playing the multiplayer because I've been playing with friend of the show, Matt Paget. I don't mm-hmm. really know if I have anything to say about it. It's, <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. It's, it's, call, it's Call of Duty. I don't know. Yep. I feel like me and everyone else on the internet is just kind of giving Call of Duty this year a big old shrug. You know, it's there's just not it doesn't seem to be much to it. I haven't heard anyone talk about that campaign, um, which I still want to check out. I do. I I really want to check out the campaign. Um, Yeah, because I'm curious how they handle it. But yeah, it's just kind of a weird one. It's World War Two, but it doesn't feel World War Two at all in the way like the guns feel Um, like everything feels very modern, which I understand why they went that route. But I think Mm. as someone who likes like it like if i'm playing a world war ii game i want to play it like a world war ii game like i got the m1 grand because i'm like ah yeah like i want to hear that ping and i want to you know like but it it's a shit weapon to use in this game because it's just (laughs) like you're just like well this weapon is like a single fire rifle i'm just gonna go pick the the smg and i'm gonna put like an acog scope on it because realism and then i'm just gonna shoot everyone and again i don't like i don't care about the realism like that my, I want to issue, win. My issue isn't <laughs> like, oh, they're not being realistic to the setting. Like, whatever, who cares? But it's more that it's just like, why? W- 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 nothing about this feels World War Two outside of like purely the uh, the window dressing. Like, nothing about the sure. actual gunplay feels like a World War Two game. So it, it's feel it's kind of weird. It, it feels more just like a modern warfare skin, right? You know, hmm. 
It's oh, really interesting that the that franchise has gone from a thing that you know it was, uh, you know, the hardcore gamers paid attention to it, and the uh, the kind of like the normies paid attention to it because the it mainstream, the normies. yeah, the uh, yeah. Call of Duty Andes, yeah. as they're called. Um, but like now we've reached the point where the hardcore gamers are like, yeah, whatever, and the norm, but the normies are still all over it. So it's like I think it's like moved beyond. Like we have stopped paying attention to it at this point, and like the yeah. the, the general gaming audience is like, "Yep, that's just background yeah. noise to the gaming world at this point." But like the people who like the mainstream, the the last the vast majority of people who you know the the FIFA players and the uh, they're like, "Oh, the COD, there's new COD out, sick," and they'll play it. And they're the kind of ones that are kind of keeping the Call of Duty ecosystem going right now. Yeah, I imagine so, because also, like, everything about that game, like, they have just doubled down on the, like, progression, where there's so much progression now. And I, again, I don't think there's anything new for anyone who's played Call, the last couple of Call of Duties, but it's, like, not only do you have, like, the weapon progression, but you have, like, individual character level progression, and then they have a battle pass, and the battle pass is whack, because... I was like, okay, uh, battle pass. Let me look at this. And it was like, all right, you can pay your $10 and you get the battle pass. Most of the things in the battle pass don't even unlock stuff in Vanguard. It was like every um. like five things was like a Vanguard thing. But most of it was like, oh, this unlocks in Warzone or this unlocks in Black Ops. So to get the most use out of the battle pass, you have to be the kind of person who just only plays every Call of Duty and I'm like, who, who is, who does this? This is like bizarre. So I. And Activision I, Blizzard is like, what? Isn't everyone playing Warzone? I mean, isn't it must, just... it must do something because I can't imagine Activision Blizzard wouldn't it, like that. Feels like something you you would want to try and like get as many people as possible to get the battle pass. Mm. But for whatever reason, that's the route they go with. It must work for that audience, but. I, I was just so turned off by all of that stuff where I was like, I none of this is appealing to me in the slightest. Mm. So and I'm mm -hmm. can you like can you imagine someone who just like buys the new Call of Duty this year and then it's like, oh battle pass, I get that. And then they're like, What? It unlocks stuff it's in the for last... a completely other game. Yeah, it a unlocks free to play game, game, but another game. That I had to uninstall <laughs> to fit room for the new one because they take up so much goddamn space. Like what? Like like, if I want to use that Battle Pass, I literally have to uninstall everything on my PlayStation 5 and only have Call of Duty on there. So. And Activision Blizzard is like, yes. Yes. That yes, is what exactly. we have. Mm -hmm. Only Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're having Battle all Pass. of our studios now working on Call of Duty. <laughs> did you, Battle did Pass. You... Lisa needs braces. Is <laughs> all I, I thought, have going in my heart. That's what you were saying. <laughs> Battle Pass. Um, Lisa needs braces. That's but, a shame. Yeah. I, I'm kind yeah. of like, I'm still want to go and play it. I think I'll probably check it out at the end of the year when there's less stuff to do. Um, yeah. I mean, Call of Duty. I've heard decent things about the campaign. That's like, the thing yeah. I still need to check out. I'm very curious about it. If it's that's the only thing yeah. I care about in this one because well, I'm. The thing is, is that I've every time I've played Warzone, I've. So I had a good time because I've been playing with my friends, but then ultimately I'm bad at it, so I have a bad time, and it doesn't it doesn't give me the um, encouragement, I guess, to keep per persevering, and so I just fall mm. off, and I'm like, 
oh no guys can we go back to overwatch but then overwatch hasn't had any meaningful content updates in over a year so i guess oh i just need god. a new multiplayer you'll game. get that overwatch 2 in 2023 2023 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we haven't played overwatch in so long it feels really Dude. weird like, it feels so so ages. weird yeah um like we we did we did a bunch of back for blood which was fun but I, again, like Back for Blood is another one where I just feel like people have just dropped off. It's, it's like not a game. I feel I like you can just Overwatch keep playing. Too. Yeah, I googled mm. Overwatch Two, and you know Google has that. People also ask, and it gives you yeah. like questions. Yeah, that yeah. The top one is over. Is Overwatch Two ever coming out? Mm. <laughs> I mean, y'all need I sometimes ask game. that. It hasn't been. <laughs> it's been that long since they've announced that game in comparison yeah, but to they're some using other it stuff. In, Overwatch League early next year, like they're oh, gonna be they? playing. Yeah. yeah. What? So that's you, so they're basically gonna be having it in the the pros will be using it for like a year before anyone else does. The, the normies. Uh, that's such a weird place to be where everyone's gonna that's look. So weird. They can like if you pay attention to the Overwatch League, you're gonna get Overwatch Two fatigue before you've even touched it. Like yeah. you're gonna. Be- but, I mean, but the thing is as well is like Overwatch League was hemorrhaging sponsors. Um, understandably yeah. due to the, the Activision Blizzard stuff and so I don't know maybe that'll draw more people in however at the same time uh, Activision Blizzard need to you know sort their shit out yeah. sort together. their shit out <laughs> yeah yeah, so um, good luck to them on that. Yeah. Uh, I also still don't understand because they announced Overwatch 2 and they're like, oh, don't worry. Overwatch players will be able to connect with Overwatch 2 players and they'll play on like the same maps and, and everything. And characters like, will transfer But Overwatch between, 2 now is yeah. coming out so far from when overwatch one originally came out and i'm like why is this just not a clean cut it's whatever it's fine yeah. like i'm sure they're trying to figure it out <laughs> hmm. anything else john luke uh yes i have been devoting the vast majority of my time to animal crossing it sucked me back in uh the 2.0 just update. when i thought you were out <laughs> we pull you back in for one more adventure uh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm 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 fully back in the so there's the the 2.0 update which came out a whole day early uh thanks to Nintendo. Um stealth dropping that on a on a Wednesday night which was great. Um that uh that expansion just adds like a or that update adds just a lot of really nice quality of life stuff. They have cooking now which is fantastic. I, I love nothing. If you tell me there is a cooking mechanic in your video game, I will buy it and I will play it because I like to fake cook in video games. It's highly entertaining. <laughs> I, so much less mess than real <laughs> cooking. I, I do wish it had, because uh, it's basically just a new slot in the recipes uh, that you can like, you know, find. I do wish they had a, a uh, like a collection tab. So I kind of knew how many there were total because my, I, I would my personal goal is to try and find and uh, you know cook one of every recipe, but I have no idea how many there are. So um, that's we'll see if I actually end up doing that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I say just talk to Callie in a few weeks. You know she'll have it all. Oh yeah, unlocked. yeah she'll she'll like. have it all for me. <laughs> um, although right now I don't have wheat, which is like the main thing you need in almost every recipe, and I keep checking. I thought you said weed. <laughs> I thought you said weed. No, I have plenty. Right no, no, no. I have plenty of weed, and I use it to make a lovely uh, sea bass uh, with herbs meal. It was very delicious. Uh, but no wheat. I don't have enough wheat 
to make flour, which I need for every goddamn recipe in that game. And every time I go to Leaf every day, and I'm like, "Do you got wheat?" And he's like, "Nope." You go to Leaf, and you ask, and you ask, "Well, yo, have you got any weed?" Because <laughs> come on, bro. Actually, no. You sell you sell Leaf your weed is what you do in that oh. game. So yeah. you're his. You're the dealer. Yeah, you're, you're the dealer. <laughs> It'll cost. I know this is like not Nintendo's thing, but I was willing to bet money when animal crossing new horizons came out that like this was going to be the game that got nintendo into live service games and they were going to keep adding to it like over nope. like a two two and a Everyone half year period and it's a not year and a half. like no <laughs> a pull in the plug it's a shame I, I i do wish they they kept updating it because this update has this update is like fantastic is that is it, i feel like it's breathed so much life into the game and i'm like but can you keep could you keep doing that every year? Mm. Just once a year? Just keep adding some more stuff? No, that would like, be great. No. Uh, they, <laughs> Only no. Smash. Only Smash gets updates. <laughs> uh, they have yeah. added, I want to say, over 9,000 new items. Granted, that is accounting for color variation, so it's not actually 9,000. Um, mm. It's over 9,000. Mm. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot that existed. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yes, over nine thousand <laughs> items. Uh, <laughs> You've just completely derailed so, him. So mad, so mad. But it's really cool because they've added a lot of items that clearly they—they've clearly been looking at the community and what the community has been making. So, like, mm. I think you go to like you know TikTok or Instagram, and it's like people have been making, uh, you know, their own like. Japanese towns or you know like urban kind of environments and people use a lot of tricks to sort of like make like oh I'm gonna make like a I'm gonna use this pattern and put it on the back of this crate to make it look like a like a food crate or something and mm. I think Nintendo just looked at all that and said all right you guys just want that we'll just give that to you so they've added like you know uh, stop signs they've added just a ton of like the variety of uh, like shops and stalls and uh different appliances like you can get just like a crate of like fish and you can make your own little fish market if you want like it's so cool like how much they've added i'm so excited to dive in and then as part of that is the big dlc expansion the happy home designer which Ooh. is just the most lovely time because basically uh you get to you get whisked off to this like uh archipelago of islands where kidnapped um no, no, no! It's a job. You go. You're going to work now. Your, your villager gets to go to work, <laughs> and you uh, have to design vacation homes for villagers. And it's really cute. In this economy. In this economy. <laughs> I vacation homes. I don't know what's going on in the Animal Crossing economy, but I'm just like, oh, y'all just can afford vacation homes and just live on <laughs> islands and just collect fruit all day. It sounds lovely. I love what Animal Crossing teaches kids about capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that entire game is about, so unsurprising. Yeah. Uh, but the, the homes are a lot of fun. It's it's super relaxing. It does the... Th it's so... Something that uh, I didn't like as much about the base Animal Crossing is... Uh, when you really want to get like deep into designing your island or designing your house, you're limited by the items you've found. So you 
you can never really like do your vision that you want. You're like, oh, I have this like amazing vision for this like entertainment room I build. And then you're like, I don't have half of the items I need. And it's like the effort you'd have to go in to get the items. You're like, ah, ah I don't care enough. And then you kind of just give up with the uh, with the um, vacation homes. You are given a uh, sort of like a theme. They'll be like, oh, I love uh, pink. That's my theme. Mm. And then you are just given access to uh, a massive uh, catalog of items that are all pink. And then oh. you can just mm. build that. And so like you don't you aren't restricted and they, you know, add a lot of tools where you can easily uh, apply like pathing and you can like duplicate items. So it, it's really easy to just build the house exactly the way you want it. And they kind of like keep layering it over time where it's like every time you um, you have to you have to make sure you use specific items because they'll like it more. Uh, but you can also mm. use other items as well. And as you go through, uh, you keep the items you get from each older place, and like just so it like it's it's constantly expanding your catalog of items. Uh, and then eventually you do weird stuff. Like some of them are are like cute and simple, where it's like, oh, I want a um, I want my place to look like fall, or I, I want like a winter vacation home. And then this one guy was just like. Oh, I just want um, I just want a good place uh, for my toilets, and oh. and then he, yeah, my my order <laughs> is that where all the Twitter images come <laughs> from? Toilets? With people just a putting a, a, guy yeah, a bunch of toilets and yes. yes. Animal it, it's Crossing. It's just this guy who's like, <laughs> yeah, I just want I just want a nice cozy place for my toilets, and then you are just given a Same. massive catalog of different toilets and bathroom items and they're like go nuts do whatever you want and i'm like oh okay so i built this house of i wanted to like house of toilets yeah and, and i use like wall dividers <laughs> the throne room because i wanted to give i was like okay I'll, I'll kind of like separate the house into different sections and each section is like a different style of toilet and like a different style of bathroom and so i kind of tried to create like okay this one's you know like uh, very like homely. This one's kind of like a little bit richer. This one's a bunch of urinals. Uh, this one is just a toilet facing a window because someone's gonna be into that. So gotta have that. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. So uh, <laughs> it's just it's just really fun and relaxing. Like it, like you, uh, it, it it scratches that same itch that you get from like when you play The Sims and you're like, I'm just gonna spend three hours building a house and uh, not actually play the game afterwards. Like that's kind of the whole thing is like, you're just building houses for people and you get to decorate them and it's it's a lot of fun. And then uh, you even get to eventually build facilities like on the island. So I got to build a school, I built a restaurant, I built a cafe, which I uh, themed to look like LeBlanc from Persona 5 uh, and I, would nice. say I actually did a pretty oh. good bang up job. Uh, I posted it on Twitter. Um, if anyone's interested in what that looked like, I thought I actually did a pretty good job with that. Uh, I was pretty excited. So yeah, John Luke, a designer in his off hours. It's uh, it's really fun if you're just looking for some good, wholesome time. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I'm always looking for a good wholesome time, John Luke. You know that. But I, I've got nowhere to go from there. I was gonna say we really you were just lining yourself up and then yeah I'm like I can't wait to see what he's gonna <laughs> I was like I was like next, scanning but... the list of games that people were playing and I was like oh nothing fits in 
Uh, I'm always looking for a good wholesome time. John Luke, you know that. And speaking of good wholesome times, Lucy, you've been playing Alan Wake. Sure. <laughs> right. No, so, don't give it to him. Don't you no. dare. <laughs> Just... um, no, my life, my life right now is boring. Like I am moving. The only thing I'm excited about is like, you know, I'm buying curtains and stuff. I'm doing like grown up things. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, I got excited because my couch is arriving tomorrow ahead of schedule, and I honestly couldn't be happier. However, it meant that I haven't really played many games in the last week, but on stream, I've started playing Alan Wake. I did the first episode last night. I have completely forgotten everything that happens in Alan Wake. Um, I forgot, like, it has a very specific 2010 and, you know early early 2010s kind of and late noughties thing where every time you go to a new area the camera will just swing to a point of interest and so even in the remastered version the camera just has a life of its own because it wants to show me some crazy axe guy who's about to try and come and kill me um but no i'm enjoying it it feels um it looks nice i'm just having a fun time playing it on stream but i'm not really um, I've not really decided what the next thing I'm going to play is, you know? Um, is in, in my quote-unquote off time that I'm not on stream. I want to finish Guardians. Um, I do have Wildermyth and Inscription downloaded, but also because the only piece of furniture that I've had has been my gaming chair, I've been quite hesitant to play PC games because I'm sat in this chair all day for work and then, you know, I don't get any kind of respite from it and my ass needs... A different chair to sit on for a bit and so that. yeah so just a bit of alan wake really i haven't oh the only thing i've been watching has been succession which i think i mentioned like last week but it is probably it's like it's one of the best shows i've ever seen it's so so good um fully obsessed with it uh next week's episode episode is gonna be five just looks like the ante has been upped again and again also adrian brody is in it now and he is someone like an actor who I love, but I haven't really seen in anything for a long time. He was amazing. Um, so get on on succession, I guess. That's it. I haven't been doing a lot. Is everyone still a terrible human being in that show? Oh God, yeah, they're all awful. Um, and the thing is, is like I was explaining mm. this on stream yesterday. It's like you don't root for any of them but you're also not rooting against any of them, if that makes sense. It's such a fine line that they've balanced because they're all such awful, you know, rich people who don't care about anyone. Like the the way they talk about the big scandal that they're trying to cover up at Waystar uh, Royco is just like apparent. It's awful the way they talk about like just other human beings. Um, and the fact that they're all battling for control and there's all these mind games. It's very, very good. I would say, I would say like my favorite actor in it right now is Kieran Culkin for sure. Um, he just plays this little, little rat boy perfectly. Um, <laughs> little rat boy. What? Little rat boy. Absolutely perfectly. Um, it's so good. I, there's like, I, you know what? I'm just going to fucking say it. I fucking love HBO guys. I love HBO. It's, it's giving right. me. No, Hashtag I find ad. I, I wish ad. HBO get me in look I 
I want to, you know, I'm talking about The Sopranos all the bloody time. Uh, no, I'm just, everything on there is just really, really good. And I'm, uh, I really want to watch White Lotus next because I've managed to keep spoiler free on that. The only thing I know is that Jennifer Coolidge is in it and I love Jennifer Coolidge. And it was made by the guy who played Ned Schneebly in School of Rock. Oh, really? That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. What a weird, yeah, weird thing. Also, my Bake Off Minute returns. Um... Uh, basically, if you're not Jürgen or Giuseppe, oh, Giuseppe. what are you even do? Oh, Giuseppe. What are you even do to the <laughs> tent? Like the Jürgen is back. I love him so much. Oh, I'm not going to do any spoils at all. No. But I think it's been it's been a really weirdly. There's been such a gulf in talent between the best people and usually and and kind of like not even the worst people in the tent because they all great bakers. Um, but yeah, I feel like Jürgen and Giuseppe just outpace yeah. everyone else by such a degree that it's not even I, really a fair fight. Here's my prediction. I think Christelle's going to take it. I, I think she's the well, she They'll, do, they'll no. do the bullshit thing where they don't take previous weeks into account and it'll all be about whatever happens in that final, which that's I don't... That's why I think Christelle's I mean, going to take it. that's how we got last season's awful, awful... Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited though. We're coming up on the end. Not not many episodes left. Yeah, there's only like three left, I wanna say. With five people, yeah. right? Um, yeah. My favourite is the the grumpy Leverpudlian, Lizzie. It's just fuming. The orange, <laughs> oh, little, she's orange great. is just like so mad oh, about I everything. Finesse. <laughs> finesse. She's always finesse. going on about finesse. I love it. Finesse. Um, also, I don't think I mentioned it last week, but my final bit on um, Bake Off Minute, I, I find myself warming less and less. I'm thawing about Prue. I don't think she was ever my favorite. Like, but I always I thought she was magnificent. But she only ever, she only ever says yeah. flavors are great. That's like her yep. only ever piece of critique. But also her mouth, it's it. She makes such specific mouth noises that my misophonia gets so activated by them and i think that's maybe why i don't like her as much but also did everyone see the clip of the innuendo she made and she didn't understand what she was saying just oblivious she was like uh was it need to get squirted and need to get inject like filled filled in both holes otherwise you'll squirt or something it was like she says that she needs to fill in she needs to be filled in both holes if she about to say lucy you've gone too far (laughs) Yeah, it is like, well, she's a Tory, isn't it? So she's never had a good sexual feeling in her life. That's what I heard. Oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Am I right? Anyway, Tam, Tam, speaking <laughs> of Elden Rings. Oh! Oh! Damn. What a segue. Yeah. That, that is a fantastic segue. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so yes I have been playing Elden Ring and yes it has made me squirt uh, no cops are still here yeah, <laughs> they really they're don't like this conversation they're just, they're just circling they're like what's going on I can hear podcast crimes are being committed um, around crimes. around these parts <laughs> around these parts um yeah so uh by now you you will likely have uh, seen that um elden ring previews have been up i had access to what is the closed network test in advance um 
uh, and I've put up a written preview on uh, the number one video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com. Um, you can see a video version of that preview edited together by the wonderful Jean-Loup Saipke uh, on, on YouTube.com forward slash GameSpot. Um, it's an excellent video. Thank you. Really well done, uh, Jean-Luc. John Luke got intimately familiar with hours it's and true. hours of footage. I feel like I've played Elden oh, Ring at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, he he's he was all over it and put together just an incredible um, uh, little video. Uh, so I appreciate that. And then yeah, that's that's where you can find my thoughts primarily. If you want even more, like I chatted to Andy and Blessing over at Kind of Funny, so they have a games cast about it. Um, um, yeah, and it's it's really really good from what I've played. Um, it's I everyone keeps going. This is uh, Breath of the Wild, um, and 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 like I understand why people uh, would make that point of comparison. I think it's completely valid. Um, I think that it's also for me. It's like it seems like they're making Skyrim. They're trying to make their Skyrim, uh, which it definitely feels like that. It has the same kind of like sense of adventure in in it that uh, that that uh, those games do. Um, I think the thing that is majorly different for me is I, I, I will caveat this by saying I've not played all of Breath of Breath of the Wild. I bounced off Breath of the Wild multiple times. There's a sense of aimlessness that doesn't work for me in that game, which is ironic because that same sense of aimlessness is present in, in uh, well, some of it is present in Elden Ring. It's a little more guided. It like has these things called like guidance of grace, which is like when you you find certain areas, usually the sites of grace, which is like the bonfire. There'll be like a golden trail telling you, "Hey, go this way," you know. And there's a very clearly a focused path to to the main quest, but it doesn't gamify the open world where it's like side quest, side quest, side quest, mm. main quest, main quest, main quest. It's just very emergent and very natural. Like you're walking around and you might speak to someone who's like, hey, uh, I used to be in this cave and then some bad shit happened there and now I can't get back into that cave and they've ostracized me. Well, uh, this sucks, man. And then at that point, it, the game doesn't be like side quest activated. Go to the cave and figure out what the dealio is with this dude who's been outcast. It's just like, that's it. And then you could be like, oh, I'm going to go find that cave and see what the deal is with it. Um, and and that's how, it, because of that, I feel like I'm enjoying it way more. It doesn't feel like I'm being forced to do things. I'm just kind of like experiencing it in the same way that FromSoft's games are, right? Like very natural, very not pushy and rewarding your curiosity and rewarding your um your kind of like initiative and and i love that feeling behind it um it doesn't have that that kind of like the other thing is like i know i'm gonna upset a lot of fans of breath of the world is a lot of the stuff that you do in the open world are the shrines and after like two of two or three other shrines i was like Okay, so is this just Damn, you broke all of quick. It? Two or three. <laughs> Didn't even yeah, get out I the like, tutorial area. Like, <laughs> there's like this... 200 in that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, oh no, I did more. I did more than that. But after like two or three, I was like wondering, oh, are these shrines just, is this, is this the bulk of the game? Which kind of is. Like, I know that's like being yeah. reductive to that. Yeah. People like, wanted it, actual dungeons in it. Yeah, like, mm. and like, that's yeah. the thing that I've got more confidence in for 
for Elden Ring. It's like it has that open world where it's very freeform, and but it also has those classically Dark Souls, Demon Souls areas where it's like, oh, you just walked into like a Dark Souls ass area, and it's a big old dungeon. You're walking through like Stormwind Castle, um, and like there's a chunk of it there, and it feels like I'm playing an old Dark Souls game. And then, but but after that, I'm like out in an open world where they're smaller dungeons and they're not like as based on the few that i found it's not like they have a certain group of assets that are like side dungeon assets and let's reuse these over and over again in in the same way that like even the chalice dungeons in bloodborne where where it's like Mm. you start to get tiresome over like after a few chalice dungeons where you're like oh this is they've got a palette set and a kind of like set of uh kind of assets that they shuffle around and that's how they're finding variety it didn't feel like that like some of it was just very natural cave. Some of it was very short. Like you've killed an enemy, go down into this area, open a door, open the chest, get out. But I think there's going to be a little more variety in the open world, which is something it has over uh, Zelda and is closer to Skyrim, I think. Where it's like, you know, a lot of the caves in Skyrim, they did feel similar, but they it wasn't overwhelming. You weren't in there being like, this feels just like that last cave that I was in. Mm. Um, they kind of at least furnish it and dress it up so it looks a bit more unique. And that's what that's the vibe I'm getting out of it. And because of that, it feels a little closer to Skyrim than to Zelda for me. Um, I guess the Zelda part of it is it is that kind of like you can jump around. You can't climb. Thank God. Uh, don't want stamina management on literally everything. Um, uh, and 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 like it feels like that kind of world where it's like, yeah, poke around in the corner. Like follow your follow your uh, what piques your interest. And there poke were a bunch of things out. that. Yeah, poke around, Get find wrecked. out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that that was a lot of what I did. I didn't like, I spent a lot of time just walking around and there were mysteries that I found. Like there was this beach where there was like glyphs appearing on the floor and I couldn't figure out what was going on there. Um, and I found like, you know, references to to the narrative stuff where it's like, you know, we worship this. I found a church, which was like clearly some sort of dragon church that had been destroyed. And like all the statues had fallen over, but there was one statue, one big statue that had been toppled over in the middle. But like the dragon still had a flame in its mouth that was like burning. And I was like, what is this all about? And how do I make something happen with it? And I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. And now I'm like, huh, On my in my map, I now have to mark that as weird dragon churches here. Remember to come <laughs> back to this once you have a little more context or someone mentions I used to be an acolyte of the dragon church or something like that. Um, so it's like a lot of mysteries that are there but in that from software way where it's like we're just going to drop half of this uh, half of the information you need here and then put the other half somewhere in this world and hopefully you make the connection when the time is right instead of being like remember the dragon church in in like the you know ui um mm-hmm. yeah and it, and it's in in all other respects like for better or for worse it feels like an evolution of dark souls like combat wise and and various other things and and it like it doesn't feel um uh, like it's making a massive kind of line in the sand in the same way that Bloodborne and Sekiro did, where it's like we're going to pivot into a side um, side kind of like thing, style of gaming that's completely different. It feels like Souls. It feels like Dark Souls. It's got a few more mechanics, which is like the guard break, and you can jump attack now to crush um, things. Uh, but yeah, it's otherwise it feels like that kind of game. I guess, yeah, ask me some questions if you want to know... <laughs> Um, if you want to know more about it, 
Uh, I, I've been talking about it nonstop so, <laughs> for the last few days, so I don't know what, what's like relevant at this point. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to play it is what I'm saying. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. It feels like it's going to be familiar, but not familiar enough to be like, oh, yep, this is just that game again. Um, if you I say everything I mean. you said sounds really cool. Like, I... I... I don't want to speak for like every Zelda fan, but I know for me specifically, I was like, oh, it wasn't so much that I loved Breath of the Wild specifically. It was more so I'm like, oh, I really like what they've done here. And I can't wait to see what other developers take with these concepts and ideas and evolve on it. And so Elden Ring seems like it's taking some of those concepts and involving on it. You said it maybe is a bit more Skyrim-y, but like, I'm thrilled. I'm excited to try this. I'm very excited. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I was going to no... say, like, it, it feels more welcoming as well. Like, yeah. because, because you're not being funneled down a path in a lot of these areas. Like, the Dark Souls games are open. All of their games are open to a degree. But fundamentally, you are being funneled down a path. Once you mm-hmm. leave Filing Shrine or Majula or uh, the uh, Hunter's Dream dilapidated temple you're being pushed into a path you know you there's only really mm-hmm. one way through sense fortress there's only one way through blight town um and because of that they control the difficulty a lot more like you mm-hmm. they're able to orchestrate that difficulty a lot more um because that is the challenge and that's it in an open world you're not really able to push the player into a certain direction up until they reach a point where you have that curated experience like Stormvale castle so because of that in the open world you often encounter. I often encountered fights that were like trivial, like one enemy, one one or two attacks, and then I moved on. But like that's really good for building confidence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for people who might have struggled with previous FromSoft games, this might be one that really helps them, because it's easy to like. There, there's there's some really low stakes encounters, um, and when you die, you don't just like. Uh, spawn and have to do that stuff over and over again you can choose to be like all right i know that i'm not doing too good in that direction i can just go the other way it's not Mm -hmm. like beating up your head up against a wall and then they also have like a new system where it's like you can respawn at a site of grace which is basically like the bonfire but they also have these things called stakes of marika which is like a checkpoint before before a main or or checkpoint before like a notable encounter so if you come across like an encampment the chances are there's a stakes of America nearby so that if you die in that encampment, instead of kicking you all the way back to the site of grace, the bonfire, you just start outside of that encampment, which is like a concession made to open world design that is going to make it better for a lot of people who aren't um, as accustomed to that grind to get back to where you started so that you can try again. So I feel like this is going to be one of those games where a lot of people will be able to have some fun just you know, getting cutting the teeth on in the open world and then build up the confidence to to go back into the into the more Dark Souls style location. Yeah, mm-hmm. or maybe like yeah. alleviate some of that frustration just because yeah. you don't have to. Like, you'll hit a point in a Souls game where you get stuck on a boss, and it's like, well, I I don't have anything else to do. I have to go through and fight this boss. Like this game, you could be like, all right, I'm gonna go leave and mm-hmm. do a bunch of stuff in the open world, and maybe boost up my character or at least just like get a breather and like do something else for a little bit and or you know try to find something and then you can come back to that challenge later uh i yeah i think that dynamic could kind of like uh yeah alleviate a lot of frustration on some players yeah for sure in terms of the difficulty like as you were exploring did it feel 
like, oh, like just the further out I go in any direction, like everything's kind of growing equally in strength or are there like some ways where it's like, oh, if I go specifically this way, the enemies are a lot harder than if I decided to go this way. No, there were points where I was like walking and I'd stumble across an enemy which was clearly like very powerful. And then my my (laughs) only option was like to back out and come back later when I had a little more levels accrued and I had a little some more like skill points invested. But they also do this thing where they they create enemy mobs. So you're not always just finding like single enemies wandering around or single very powerful enemies. You have like this mid tier, which is enemy mobs. And like some of them are like three or four enemies. Like you get these vampire bat like creatures, which are like anthropomorphic bats. And they're often just hanging around on rocks. And when they see you, they'll just start attacking. And there's mm. usually about three and they're pretty easy to beat. Um, like, but what happens is you just need to kind of manage your uh, stamina a bit more and also have some awareness of your surroundings because they are flying enemies so one could get behind you and like try and get in while you're fighting another one so it does require some strategy but the interesting thing or the cool thing they do is like you go into that fight you fight them once you've killed let's say there's four of them once you kill that fourth one it rewards you for defeating a mob by replenishing your um your estus flask and your or your hp and fp flask um Mm -hmm. And you're, it's like, good job, you took on this mob and you won. And now you have like the ability to carry on going instead of being like, well, I got to run back to to the site of grace to replenish all my stuff now. Yeah. Um, and they oh, also yeah. have a lot a of wonderful these, like, improvement over Dark Souls 3, mm-hmm. just randomly getting an Estus flask yeah. from some enemies. They also, they also have these enemies which are kind of like the crystal lizards in previous games, but instead of giving you like material, they're just like these ball-like enemies. They're just like wandering around. And if you kill them, some of them are ready orange some of them are blue so if you kill them they will just replenish your your uh your resources as well if you just they just run away in the same way that a crystal lizard does so you might spot one and be like oh i need to quickly chase that down and kill it so um that happens mm-hmm. and then some enemy mobs are even harder where it's like the soldier mobs can be tricky because there's usually like i found you find like three or four of them together and then one of them usually has the horn which they blow and it brings in like seven other people and you're like oh shit that went from like a bot fight against three people versus now there's eight of them after me and I need to run away. Um, so there's still that kind of like unexpected turn the corner and stuff is real hard over here. But you have the freedom to like run away and jump on your like spectral steed or whatever it's called. It's called torrent, um, which you summon using the item and it'll just pop up and then you can run away. And it double jumps and it's got like a boost so you can very quickly oh, yeah. break aggro range and just get around <laughs> like that. God bless from software. Like I, I saw in like the comments for like the uh, impressions that you put up. One person being like, "Oh, if the combat's so much like Dark Souls, why didn't uh, from software just call this Dark Souls 4? And I'm like, and you could have like made the argument that like Bloodborne, Sekiro, and Elden Ring, like they're close enough to like Souls in a way that they could have taken the Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed format and just been like, oh yeah, they're just all in the same franchise but you gotta like respect a developer that's like yeah it's similar ideas <clears throat> but we're just moving this is like brand new we're like cutting it off and trying something else and i i wish so many other devs would do it from software is like and just yeah it's similar ideas yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. like a quasi sequel but it's it's brand new we're going in a different direction yeah, and like it gives them narrative freedom, right? Like that whole the stuff that they're leaning towards with the kind of like Elden Ring being shattered and the Erd Tree and 
there's still like allusions to like the the different factions and the lords that have been corrupted and there's so much more like texture to the world that they've already created like this this is again uh, the the old the older games are you you experience the core of the story right like you experience a location from the inside and then you you get allusions to what has happened before and the world around you uh, ultimately you're like stuck in this one city or this one kingdom or this one area this is the other way around where you're they've not they've filled out the entire kind of like pie if you get what i mean mm. like they've colored it all in you're starting from the outside and then coming in and, and you're not wondering about oh i'm in you know boletaria but there's stuff beyond Boletaria that I'm not aware of or I'm not sure what's going on. It's the other way around where it's like you are in the lands between, which is the overworld, the entire world. And then within that, you will find kingdoms and locations that are like placed within it. And then so you get a more, uh, you get a richer uh, kind of like grasp of the world. And I don't think, I think that they wanted to do that and they wanted to take a, to come at it with an entirely new kind of like um world for them to build instead of leaning on the the kind of dark souls world because by the end of dark souls 3 there were some kind of like indications that you know the 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 three games are connected and you know the, the places are built on top of each other and the timey wimeyness is in play and that kind of stuff mm. but like giving them the they wanted like this is a smart decision because they can create that break and they can make something new and and show that they have the storytelling and characterization chops to build a whole world instead of the pieces of one. Mm -hmm. I'm super anyway, stoked yeah, for so it. I'm very look like... forward to your review next year, Tam. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Hopefully they give you more than just like how what was the thing for Sekiro? It was like five days or something. Less than that, I think it was Less. like yeah, maybe like five days. Just not enough time. Like not enough <laughs> time. I mean, uh, Demon Souls was one day, two days. Oh, I think it was one. Yeah, that uh, was that was a nightmare. God bless you for having already beaten Demon Souls enough oh, yeah. times that you if just that was knew my what you first were time playing. That would have been impossible <laughs> to review that quickly. But damn, I got lucky. Um, but yeah, Jordan. Before we move on, um, is there anything that you wanted else? Because you you've been playing World. Uh, also, I've been. Um, uh, I've been. I got my booster jab. Go out there, get vaccinated. Welcome to open boosters. Get that Welcome to open boosters. Um, and it is like I've got an absolutely pathetic immune system, um, and like I've been like sick for the last few days because of it. And yesterday I was just laying in bed, unable to sleep, and I was like, "What do I do?" I'm like, "I can't. I'm incapable of moving. I'm just going to be sitting here, staring at the ceiling for like nine hours now." So what I did was I pulled out my, I forgot that I bought a little stand for my iPad. And like, I, it is like a proper lazy person stand where you just like mount it. And like, I put it on the table next to me and I was in bed and like the, the screen was just hovering in front of my face. I saw, I, he sent me a picture of this. And honestly, it was like, um, like, like a robot, like yeah. a robot on wheels where someone's face is supposed to be. And it, yep. instead it was you watching, I can't remember what you were watching, like Twitch or something, but I was like, kind of <laughs> yeah, want one I, of those. I, it's really good. I start, Originally I got it so I could like sit on a couch and have that iPad mm -hmm. in front of me. But I started watching uh, Gintama, um, mm -hmm. which is a show that I've seen a lot of uh, in pieces. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start watching Gintama from the beginning. Gintama is an amazing like a comedy anime series, which uh, like it takes place in a futuristic Japan uh, a time when aliens have invaded and samurais have been basically outlawed 
Um, and the main main character Gintoki is like this laser about good for nothing samurai mm. who just takes on odd jobs and uh, just does shit around around like the the city, uh, but always gets himself into trouble. And it's a very self aware. Um, it knows it's an anime and constantly references the fact that it's an anime. So they like make jokes about you know uh, fight sequences being far too long because they need to fill twenty three <laughs> minutes in an anime episode and stuff like that. It's like really really stupid and self self referential and also referential of other anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been going for years and years and years, and it's like always held up to be like one of the funniest shows in uh, in like anime history. So I was like. I've always watched pieces of it and my younger brother is a huge fan of it. So I was like, I'm going to watch this. This has got one trillion episodes for me to watch. I'll never get mm. tired of this. So I started watching that and it's fantastic. I, I've been loving it. Um, good show. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Jordan, World of Myth and Arcane. Yeah, I would say I'll, I'll start with Arcane. Uh, speaking of things that we've been watching. So Netflix is now four for four on animated shows based on video games that I have never played that I'm like, oh, this show is really good. It doesn't make me uh, actually want to go out and play the four game. Four for four? But really? Wait, yeah, so four Castle- for four. Castlevania. Dragon's Dogma yeah. was good to you? <clears throat> I liked it. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I play I watched that and I was like, okay. So hang on, so Arcane, Dragon's Dogma, Castlevania. What's the fourth? Carmen San Diego. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a show of that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But how is Arcane? Pretty good. Uh, Arcane's really good, uh, or good for someone who has like not touched League of Legends in like any real way, other than the fact that like I can look at this show and be like, oh, that's. Vi, oh, that's Jinx. Like, oh, I know who these people yeah. are going to be, but I I can't tell you, like, <laughs> really anything about them. I can't tell you what type of characters they are. Um, but it's it's a really good story. Um, well-paced, well-animated. Mm-hmm. The action is really, really good. Um, yeah, like, it's, it it's definitely something. Is it just three It's three episodes now, and then there's right. another three on the 12th i think and then another arc at some other point Mm -hmm. uh but yeah they're like releasing it in chunks i think so that they can do that whole like oh the show can keep showing up in your recommended queue repeatedly Uh. because they're adding new episodes but there's like enough each time that you could binge uh Mm because each episode's 40 to 45 minutes long so it's like so a two-hour, yeah, it's like a two-hour like experience. I watched the first three episodes last night. And I'm like, oh, okay, I like this. This is good. I am mm-hmm. ready to watch the next three episodes whenever they come out. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I I'm kind of intrigued by it. And like similar to you, I don't really have. I I remember playing some league. I know names like Jinx. I know this is Seraphine, the weird. VTuber-ish mm-hmm. virtual influencer one they had. But I've never felt any call to it. But I've seen so many tweets and stuff about the fact that Arcane is genuinely good. So I'm yeah. like, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. Tempted. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to watch it. I've heard a lot of good about it. So I think I want to check it out. Why not, you know? Why not? Why not? Uh, 
And then you've got Wildermyth? Yeah, I've been uh, playing Wildermyth at the behest of what feels like half the staff at Polygon and half the staff at fanbite.com who have just been like talking about this game seemingly all year it's like just if you like D&D like this is just kind of like playing D&D by yourself where you're the entire uh, party and you're recruiting new members and you're building them out and like they forge relationships with each other and they evolve over time you're making different choices you're making skill checks you're failing skill checks. Uh, characters can die and their legacy is uh, remembered by future generations. Some characters that they fall in love, they can have kids. Uh, there's also queer romances as well. If you want to make your uh, character uh, gay, lesbian, or pansexual. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've only spent, I don't know, three-ish hours in the first campaign. There's multiple uh, campaigns uh, from the start, and you can only pick the first one uh, from the beginning because they use it as like a teaching tool, but I think there's like six or seven uh, different campaigns of various lengths and difficulties. There's a multiplayer component if you do actually want to mm. play the game uh, with other people, and you're like, Dungeons & Dragons isn't that fun alone. I would like to play this with... Mm -hmm other human beings um but yeah like i i can definitely see why so many people are like this is my uh game of the year for 2021 i i'm not saying that but it's something i'm like i i could see like after playing like a few more hours of this this like sneaking into my uh top 10 like at the mm -hmm. end of the year i think forgotten city is still holding the locking down the number one spot for me but I'm enjoying my time with Wildermyth. Mm. Nice. Good. Yeah, it's on, it's on my list too. I really want to play it. Nice. All right. That was a lot of chat about the stuff that we've done. So let's kick it over games. to listener questions. If you would like to send us a listener question, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or join our Discord, DM me or Lucy, and we will do our best to get you access to the Discord. Might be slightly behind currently because of all the moving stuff and et cetera, et cetera. So, but I will get to you eventually. Trust us. First question comes from Kevin from West Hartford. Is that West Hartford? West Hartford, Virginia. Yeah, I think so. It just says Kevin from WH. So I think I think Connecticut, West Hartford, Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know. America. Uh, it's fine. You're from the UK. Please. Come on. <laughs> Kevin says, hey, Lucy James and GameSpot's other claims to fames. Wow. Uh, the newest estimates say the, the chip shortage will be over first half of 2023. With that in mind, do you think the average consumer should just wait until whatever half step console gets announced? Do you think that consoles will still be hard to get once supply improves? The parallels between consoles and the long terrible sneaker scene have me a bit worried. <laughs> what do you reckon, folks? I imagine if they were planning any sort of half-step console, that in itself would probably get delayed because there's yeah. just mm. so many people. I, like, I, I just imagine everything's been shifted by a couple years, right? Because yeah. yeah. it's like, I, I, I doubt by... 2023 these consoles are going to feel old i feel like they will just finally start to feel like they're being fully taken advantage of because so many developers are like 
Just kidding, our game also works on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Please, still, you can still buy it. Because, uh, like, you don't want to, like, sell a next-gen only or current-gen only exclusive mm. when so many people still don't have one. I feel like that yeah. would be a death sentence. I mean, when did the Xbox One X come out? Uh, the one hard, X. I'm trying to think of like when hardware revisions even came out. Because it's usually three to four years yeah. after yeah. it I comes think, out. Like we just got the OLED. I mean, we got the yeah. other I think Switch. One first, was 2014, but... and I think X was 2016, 2017. 20, it was 2017. Yeah, okay, so right. yeah, three years. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, like, 2023 would be around the time they would do it if they did do it. Yeah, that's when they would announce it. <laughs> but I bet they will not. Yeah, the One S yeah. was uh, 2016, and then the One X was 2017. And the sad the sad console was 2019. I also, My favorite name console I also console don't think time. these, just in general, even without the chip shortage, I don't think these systems quite need the half step to happen as soon as as like the other yeah. ones did. Like those other ones, like started to uh, kind of age out very rapidly. I feel like these consoles are a little more future proofed with uh, sort of you know like yeah. the extra horsepower and the you know fast SSD. Like I, it's not gonna. I don't think we're gonna have quite the situation we had last gen, where like by the end these consoles are gonna be struggling to run these games at least i hope not yeah. but i could be wrong yeah. you could even I argue think, that xbox right. launched with its half step like the series s was the new one and the x was like here's the stronger version of sure. that mm. yeah i think that's that is on the money like they they are figuring out ways to make less powerful hardware run more taxing games instead of the other way around like so i think if you buy a current gen console, the ones that are available, you should be set for the entirety of this generation. Um, I'd be very surprised if they were like, oh no, we've got a new version of this console, the old one's kind of obsolete. Um, <laughs> that doesn't seem like that's it's, it's in the plans for anyone. So we sh you should definitely buy I also it. don't think mm -hmm. they have a big hook as much because the, the whole thing with the Pro and the X was like, ah, I can do 4K. And like these consoles can tech like the ps5 can technically do 8k mm -hmm. although not like really but even then like 8k is like such a far off pipe dream like to become like a consumer TV. reality <laughs> also like you don't need it you do not need 8k like i'm gonna tell you right now no. like 4k is like the limit like you you <laughs> like 4k is the limit i want to say there's been a study about how like past 6k most human eyes can't even tell the difference anyway so like you do not need 8k 8k is is like insane you don't need games to run at 8k that's insane games don't even need to run at 4k really they run checkerboarded and they look great <laughs> you don't need it it's fine everyone relax yeah. relax yes. the higher resolution relax next question comes from rocket scientists uh who says oh creatures of the night I have three, maybe four things I watch when I'm in a funk or having the worst day. What are your bad day vibe killer escapes? Good question. Um, I like to go for a walk. I, say, I feel like this has changed over COVID yes. times because there were a lot of things uh, that I used to do that I just don't do anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think going for a walk is the one that I try and do as much as possible. Or let's just go go outside, catch some rays, touch some grass, that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. touch um, grace. Yeah, touch grace. Uh, uh, I, I like, we have a, Jean-Luc and I live in the same building. And we have that area outside, um, which is like the the common courtyard area that I usually will, if I need to, I'll go outside and pace around there for a bit. And then come Not back. anymore, though. <laughs> Not anymore. No, we'll be we'll be moving. Sadly, you're abandoning me, Tam. That. Yeah, I'm abandoning. I'm gonna miss that area. <laughs> it's very useful for me. Like I, I spent a lot of time, especially before going back to the UK. Like I was, I was in there a lot, just walking around trying to get. every night, I'd go there every night at the very least and just walk up and mm-hmm. down for about forty-five minutes. Uh, and and yeah. Uh, in my new apartment, I won't have that because I will be just on the streets of San Francisco where wild <laughs> shit is happening constantly. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, like uh, there's certain like music that I'll listen to. I, I like to listen to a lot of anime soundtracks to like help me get in the in the kind of like get out of the space that I'm in to be somewhere more like uplifting and empowering, I guess. Um, and then if I want to like just exit the world entirely. I'll like chuck on a game like Bloodborne or something like that that I know mm-hmm. well enough, but also yeah. feels like home. Yeah. I, I will yeah, usually similarly. put on a video game that I'm like good enough at that it makes me feel much better at myself. Like if I'm just dominating at Apex, I'm like, ha, I'm better than all these people. And it makes <laughs> me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I just stick on Lord of the Rings if I'm like in a full funk because it's just like a, a film that I can or at least whichever one I watch, it's like I can dip in and be engaged with if I want to, but if I just need to zone out and go to sleep or something, I just I can just I also I also like um RKGs. They've uh playthroughs of stuff. They're very, very chill. Mm-hmm. Um I'm watching the Resident Evil 8 one at the moment, which Ooh. is very, very fun and like entertaining, but also just something to get lost in a little bit and and they're very and they're fun lads so definitely yeah. get out of the fun yeah i've been watching Twi- a lot of twitch streams i think for that twitch streams are good for mm-hmm. that i've been watching a lot of uh nextlander i really like uh their full motion vinny series where vinny just plays fmv games those are always my favorite <laughs> things that he did uh when they were at giant bomb uh so i'm really glad they're just still doing that um i also <laughs> like watching vtubers uh i'll just put on some some Corona and just uh, listen to her play Mario Party or something. Miko, mate. I'm, I'm team Miko. Always. Um, Corona's Miko's great, good, though. too. Yeah. I, your Twitch streams have been massive. Like, I've really gotten into Twitch. I think it also kind of coincides with actually starting to stream myself. Um, I've been like, I've always watched Twitch streams, but now I'm like, I usually will have some sort of Twitch stream on in the background. Yeah. Usually, usually mm-hmm. it's hassan piker but um like i also have i mean yesterday i was watching three streams at once so um what <laughs> well uh, to be fair appreciate you appreciate <laughs> yeah. like everyone decides to stream at the exact same time so i was like okay okay um but yeah those those help me escape you know because you dip into the lives of others for a little while you get what i mean mm. not their specific lives or whatever they're doing you know in their in their moment um how about you, Jordan? Or anything else from you, Jordan? I was going to say, I, I think the only other thing, and it kind of like goes with your whole Twitch streaming thing, is like I'll watch uh, like episodes of Dimension 20 that I haven't, that I've already seen, and I'm like just watching them over again because I'm like, oh, it's just always 
really fun to watch people play D&D and make really mm. silly decisions and choices and laugh at their misfortune. Um, I think, yeah, that's like the common theme for how I feel better is like <laughs> uh, putting others <laughs> around me <Jesus>. down. <laughs> if I'm I'll like, no matter how over. low I am, if other people are lower, then I'm still pretty <laughs> high. <laughs> Lovely. It's a very uh, healthy way to live. <laughs> final question comes from Skywitch, who says, Hey, everyone, I'm sure this isn't asked at some point, but what are your favorite game soundtracks? For work, I like to have Fallout, Elder Scrolls Online, or Assassin's Creed soundtracks on in the back. Cyberpunk is also awesome to drive to. Dragon Age Inquisition is just epic. So what stands out for you? So many. Oh, there are so, so many. many. Oh. There is so a period many. where I pretty much was only <laughs> exclusively listening to video game soundtracks like a fucking loser. Uh... I mean, I I literally in high school would put on the uh, Persona 3 and 4 soundtrack and I would change it to to fit oh, what was four. happening. So I would be like, I'm walking to class. Time to put on oh. the uh, walking to class music from Persona 4. Oh, I'm entering my dorm room. <laughs> oh my God. Time to switch You're over to the weeb. dorm room music That's from Persona so 3. Good. And I'm like, time it in my pocket. Like I would know. Yeah, such a loser. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just quickly, I'm looking, I'm looking. I have a big playlist that I follow that is called, I think it's called like, all. it's all caps, just all games all day, 3,200 songs. Of, uh, oh um, my God. It's good. It's, Combining it's a with good the last playlist. one about like uh, um, things to just sort of like relax and decompress to, um, I love listening to like nighttime ambient uh, music in video games. So like yeah. Skyrim, Oblivion, uh, like Breath of the Wild, like those soundtracks, you just put them on, um, especially when somebody does a mix mm -hmm. where they add rain sound effects on top of the music, and you're like, ooh, it's like, so it'll be, oh, you'll be like a yeah, rainy yeah. day beneath the mask, uh, ten hour loop, and you're like, all right, time to just sit here in the dark and listen to this <laughs> and relax. Just relax. Um, so one thing I'll say is like in terms of actual soundtracks, I listen to Mass Effect trilogy all the time. Yep. Um, Red Dead one and two. Oh yeah. Um, however, I want to give a shout out to Lo-Fi Leah on Spotify, who does Lo-Fi remixes of a lot of songs, and there's a lot of Animal Crossing, Zelda, Persona in yeah. there, and they are very very good. And if you put like a rainy mood on in the background. Maybe even a crackling fireplace YouTube video as well. Yep. They um they go together very, very well. Um but in terms of like I also I also have a big playlist called GTA Nice City, which is a kind of mashup of the Vice City soundtrack with Guardians of the Galaxy uh volume one and two. <laughs> oh. Um and so it's just this it's basically an eighties mega mash. Um, but I call it Nice City, and it's a very good playlist that, that I'm sounds, happy to share if people want it. That sounds excellent. <laughs> I'll say Hollow yeah, Knight my... and Assassin's Creed are my big ones. Uh, some uh, Over the past few months, I've done Life is Strange True Colors a few times, just because that soundtrack's awesome. If I'm just don't know, know what type Jordan. of mood I'm in. I wouldn't know, because I streamed <laughs> it. True. I didn't get any music in it. <laughs> it's good music, Lucy. I can't fuck <laughs> Just trust me on this. It's an excellent soundtrack. Um, but uh, if I just like have no idea what type of mood I'm in and I'm just going like buck wild, I'll do the um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So it's just like a 
mixture of a bunch of different mm. franchises mm-hmm. just mixed together. That's a great mm. show. I usually do. Um, I, I listen to a lot of fighting game soundtracks. So like Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom vs. SNK2, Street Fighter 3, like Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5. Um, and then like I listen to the Soulsborne soundtracks a lot as well. And the Witcher soundtracks. Witcher 3 yeah, Witcher 3. Is very Ooh, good Witcher's call. a good shout. Witcher is a yeah, great call. Witcher 3 has got a great soundtrack. Um, but yeah, and then like I, I will dip into like those those like lo-fi versions like lucy sends me a bunch of them as well so mm. i do listen to lo-fi lee a lot um and uh yeah just general like rain sounds as well yep. on their own like i yeah. I, I listen to that uh, that's, that's really good um the app i think headspace has has a lot of options for that um yeah. where you can just select a different ambiance and let mate it we get out. we get calm through work as well yeah calm calm is also um, the only thing I like about Calm is the, or the thing that I like it about it is the um, they get celebrities in to read um, sleep stories. I have never managed to make it through <clears throat> the Laura Dern one because it just I don't yeah. know what it is about Laura Dern, but she just sends me to sleep. Um, but I want that to have like. I I notice that I rely on having to listen to something to go to sleep quite a lot. And I would love to be able to train myself to not do that because it feels like I, I've listened to audiobooks <laughs> and whatever to sleep since I was a kid. Like since I had the original Harry Potters on cassette tape and uh, Lord of the Rings as well. <clears throat> mm. And so I don't know. I need to scale back from that, I think. Yeah. I, I have been enjoying a lot of audiobooks as well. So. Um, I got Dune I did get Dune because I loved the film so much and I've tried to read the book before um, but it's it's quite hefty for someone with a very terrible attention span like me Um, but the Sandman one is great on Audible and the Dune one is apparently like a full cast as well so I was like oh Mm, this could be it that'll help considering how long that thing is exactly and i also did the thing where i signed up for audible for one month used my token to buy dune and then cancelled it so (laughs) game the system baby (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you for watching and listening listening to the games for after dark podcast uh you can find us all on twitter i'm at more h lucy lucy james games jean luke John Ksepke. And Jordan. J.M. Ramey. Lovely. Remember, you can email your questions to afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or chuck them in the Discord, and we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.